You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode 109. And today, ladies, we are going to explore how your healthy habits boost your productivity, okay? I know a lot of you don't think of your health like you think of your business or your life because we know that health for most of us, or for a lot of us, takes a second fiddle to most everything. And we think that while we're running our businesses or we're building our businesses or we're out there busy doing life, that we can always come back to our health and that we've got time to work on our health. And we think that now, but then, you know, a year turns into two, two years turns into three. And before you know it, it becomes really, really hard to implement those healthy lifestyle habits. So, you know, I'm here to tell you that it's much easier to implement them now early in the stage of your life and in the early stages of the game versus at the latter part of your life or at the latter part of the thing, all right? If you want to have a healthy business, then you have to have a healthy life. If you want to have a healthy life, then you have to just have overall good health, whether it's, you know, just for your family's sake, whether, you know, it's for your kid's sake, your husband's sake, your sake, whatever, okay? Health is the denominator that goes across everything that happens in your life. So it's important to have healthy habits because when you are healthy, it helps to, um, to boost productivity in all areas of your life. So let's dive in and let's see how healthy habits boost your productivity. Welcome to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Broad. I'm a certified women's health and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and now new proud Nana. And I'm on a global mission to disrupt the women's health education space by showing women how to be their healthiest self by teaching them how to be their number one self-care advocate. I believe that true transformation only happens when we come together as a collective group of women who are like-minded, who are curious and want to learn about our health as it pertains to us being women. So how do we do that? We do it one healthy conversation at a time. So let's dive in. Well, hey there, well woman, and welcome back to another episode. And I am recording this and it is such a beautiful day outside. I've got the windows open. So you might hear the birds chirping or you might actually hear my bird, my parrot. Her name is Ashley. She's downstairs, but she talks a lot. And especially on nice days, she seems to just have the gift of gab. So today is one of those days. So if you hear her, just don't worry about it. We'll just keep going. So, you know, since we're still at the beginning of the new year, I really like to to go back and really start talking about, you know, going the fundamentals that is, you know, going back and looking at what are the fundamentals of things that ground our health to help us get back onto a healthy path or, you know, continue on that path. And last week, you know, we talked about mindset. So in today's show, I want to explore how your healthy habits can boost your your productivity. And the reason that I thought this was a great topic to talk about is because for a lot of us, you know, us women, and especially us business women, um, you know, we don't ever, well, I shouldn't say ever, but part of the reason that I see that we don't put our health care at, you know, at number one, all right, it's down the list somewhere. And maybe it's even for, you know, women who stay home and who are raising children and all that other kind of great stuff. 
you know, or doing it all, I might add, you know, career, kids, everything. And I know a lot of us who listen to this podcast, including myself, are doing just that, right? But we look at our businesses and we look at other areas in our life. We look at that with productivity as a score in the scoreboard. So in a business, we look at our, you know, income and our outcome, we look at debt ratios, we look at profit and loss statements, you know, we look at to-do lists in our personal life, but we associate, okay, is our business doing well if, you know, we're, the bottom line is we're bringing in income and we're cutting our debt, right? So we think, okay, it's productive. When we look at our business life as well, we have our to-do list and we are certain to get through those things because we know that if we get through those things, then we are productive. Or same thing, you know, in our home life, we've got, you know, chore lists that we have to do or things that we have to get done during the day. And we check those off and we feel at the end of the day, oh my gosh, that we're productive. So we seem to measure our business life and our personal life by different standards than we do with our health life. And I've talked about that in another podcast episode. Okay. We just don't look at our health as part of our bottom line. And we don't look at our health as the thing that, you know, the number one thing in my book, and I'm going to keep on saying it here, ladies, is that if you don't have your health, you're not going to be able to be productive in any other area of your life. Okay. And, you know, we think just because, you know, you're young and, you know, um, you've got a lot of energy or things are going on that you can just plow through and do business and life without a care in the world. But I can guarantee you that somewhere down the road, your energy, your zest for life, your get up and go is going to start pooping out if you don't start building in health practices into your business life and your home life right now when you're at a younger age. Because it's a lot easier to incorporate those things now when we're young than it is when we get older and we're like in our 50s, 60s, or even 70s, okay? It's harder to reverse back the clock than it is to actually start putting those things in the clock right now and moving them forward, okay? So going back to looking at how our healthy habits can boost our productivity, like I started to talk about before, we first need to take a look at those habits that we started talking about last week along with mindset, okay? And we need to go back and refresh. But more importantly on the topic, when we could talk about the topic of habits, we need to go back and we need to look at, you know, why is it hard to break old habits? So I want you to think about a time, ladies, And I want you to think about this for a moment and ask yourself this question. Has there been a time when you wanted to change a bad habit, but no matter how hard you tried to change that old bad habit or habits, I might add, you always seemed to go back to them, you know, right? So you're, you know, well, you are definitely not alone in that category. Okay. Because I've been there and I know that you've been there too. Okay. I've been there many times if I have to be honest with it. You know, I've tried breaking old habits and I just kind of go back, but I want you to know, okay, that there's hope for that because there's actually scientific reasoning for why this happens. And by understanding this behavior pattern, you and I will be well on our way to putting an end to it. So let's get into that first, shall we? Okay. So now that I've kind of primed you on kind of like what we're going to talk about, but we're going to get into the healthy habits and how they boost your productivity just in a little bit. So stick with me here. Don't turn me off thinking that this is not something that's going to help you because we're going to get there. All right. 
So talking about bad habits and why we backslide and we, why we backslide on certain things. First of all, you, number one, maybe you never were fully committed to those habits. All right. A very common reason for most of us quitting new habits and going back, backsliding, that is to the old ones is that we never fully actually committed to that habit change. Okay. This can be from either jumping into habits without thinking enough about them beforehand, or just not being hundred percent sold on the idea. So I want you to make sure that you know why you chose the habit you did and find a way to commit to them fully. Okay. You know, maybe you said you were going to, like I said, last week in last week's podcast episode, Hey, I'm just trying to re- remember what I was talking about last week. And we were talking about that, you know, the should have, um, kind of habits or things that we put into our life that other people think that we should be doing, or we think that we should be doing for other reasons, other than our own personal reasons for doing it. Those are some of these kind of habits that you may not be fully committed to and be giving it your all. And therefore it's a lot easier to backslide. Okay. Number two, they're enablers in your life. Enablers. Can I say that correctly? Yes, there are enablers in your life. And these are often, you know, enablers often mean well, right? They mean well. Those are the people that tell you, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. You know, they do mean well. And they just don't understand why you want to change your bad habit. But it's still important to keep an eye out for them. Enablers rarely do it to hurt you or to keep you from living a healthy lifestyle, but often because they don't know better. All right. They don't know that they're pushing off their beliefs or their concerns for, for, you know, for you onto you, but they're theirs. Okay. If someone in your life is keeping you from your goals or getting back, you know, off of old habits, or they're pushing you back to old habits, then you just need to be honest with them and say, Hey, you know, I see, you know, I don't know if you know that, you know, you're doing this, but every, you know, I'm telling you that I'm going on a, trying to change my nutrition. And every time I do, you know, you're always inviting me to go for dessert or whatever. And, you know, how about if we go for a salad instead? You know what I mean? So sometimes they don't mean to kind of help derail you. They just forget and they don't understand. And maybe it's because that habit change that you're, that's important to you It's not important to them, but you need to under, you need to show them that if you're, if they're truly your friend and truly wanting to honor where you are wanting to go, right, then they need to honor, you know, those things about you or that you're talking to them about and put that into practice as well. So don't forget also that you can be your own enabler by making excuses. Okay. This is a number one thing too. We can enable ourselves because we can make a lot of excuses why we don't want to do something or why it's not working for us. So I want you to keep an eye out for that as well. Okay. Sometimes like we talked about last time as well, you know, always putting the blame on somebody else. Oh, well, you know, they did this and this is why I couldn't do this or this didn't work because of that. Sometimes we have to look at ourselves as being our own worst enemies. Sometimes it can happen. Next is old habits feel comfortable and familiar. Oh God, doesn't that hit the nail on the head? Sometimes old habits were habits in the first place because they provided something for you, whether it was comfort or feeling of security when you got anxious or you get depressed or whatever, you know, when you ditch new habits, even though it's best for your health, even, okay, I'm sorry, I meant to back up. Even when you ditch these bad habits, even though it's best for your health and wellness, it can feel unsafe. Okay. Like if you always are running to food to be a comfort and you look at comfort foods, hence the name, you know, if you started implementing and saying, you know, when I'm having these feelings, I'm going to gravitate and do something different. It may not feel safe for you. That 
comfort food felt safe for you and it provided a safe place for you to dwell your tears into that pint of ice cream. So just recognize, you know, why you fall back on certain things and why we backslide on certain things. Okay. So the next things is you changed your habits for the wrong reasons. And I alluded to that earlier, you know, so fine, you know, first consider, you know, why you changed the habit and why, well, why it's important to you that why is really important. Okay. And it has to be a big enough why so that when you do have the tendency to revert backwards, you can kind of sit down and revisit those whys and they keep you on track. If you were just trying to complete a short-term goal, then you probably won't keep up with those habits once that goal has been achieved. Okay. So think about long-term and really consider why you chose those new healthy habits in the first place. And I want you to revisit these reasons every time you feel tempted to go back to the old habits. Okay. I do that too. You know, sometimes I'm writing, I, I tend to like to write things down. I don't like to put them in my phone. I don't like to type things. I like to write them out longhand because there's a that scientifically they've shown that when you take something from your brain and your heart and you tactically use it didactically with your hands and write it out, you get a better memory for it. Okay. So I look and I say, okay, I want to change this bad habit. Why do I want to change it? And I'll write down the reasons why. And then I also write down what are some things that I can do to replace that bad habit and start to put into place so that I can kind of go back and see, okay, if I'm sliding back, have I really been trying to put these new things in, in place? Or have I just been, you know, just kind of needling it and saying no, and just moving backwards and not really giving it a fair shake. And here's the other thing too, ladies, a lot of us just don't give new habit creation long enough to take effect. Okay. Like we talked about last week, habits are not going to just change overnight, bad habits. Okay. They're just not, they've been with us for a while, depending on why we have them. So don't expect them to go away overnight. You know, you may move forward five steps and then, Hey, like me take two steps backwards. I'll say something like, I'm just not going to do this anymore. And I'll do really great for like two weeks and then I'll go backwards. But that doesn't mean that we can't get back on the stick and keep moving forward again. Okay. Some people just, you know, once they lose ground and they backslide, they just kind of get, throw up their hands in the air and say, oh, well, you know, Hey, this is a bad day. And I'm, and I'm just going to use it as an excuse to not get back on the wagon. That is too much of an easy excuse. Okay. And that's where you're enabling yourself to not pursue the life and the health that you want to create all the things that you were meant to do. Okay. So now let's get into how your healthy habits boost your productivity. Okay. So you're going to see, okay, how, if I work on these things, how is it going to make my bottom line better? All right. So developing healthy habits isn't just for your physical and mental health ladies, but it's also for getting more done each and every day. These habits help you live your life much more effectively from your morning and your nighttime routine to physical activities, to how you eat and including your free time for fun or for self-care. So if you want to boost your productivity, the first step to change is to change your habits. Okay. So we talked about bad habits, why we backslide. And now we're going to talk about how we're going to boost our productivity through looking at healthy habits and how changing those unhealthy, bad habits into healthy ones are going to be long-term better for us. Okay. So the first thing is you don't have to think about them while trying to work. One way that having healthy habits can help boost your productivity is through the act of building the habits in the first place, right? When you add new activities to your routine, you tend to focus on them quite a bit at the beginning. 
But once they become habits, you do them automatically without having to think about them, right? So as this happens and you become more familiar with them, you run on autopilot. So more of your mental energy can then be spent on your work. So like I said, initially habit change is hard. Okay. It is going to take some mental challenge to kind of keep moving in that direction and mental energy, I should say, to keep moving in the forward direction. But once those habits become, you know, routine and you're used to doing them every day, you're used to getting up and drinking your lemon water, you're used to having your, you know, 32 ounces of water a day and you've got a routine down, it becomes like, you know, just part of who you are. It's like, it's in your DNA and your fabric. You just start to do it. Like every day when I go to work, I walk for an hour on my lunchtime. I don't think about it. I clock out, I go for my walk and I clock back in. It's just routine and habit. People ask me, Hey, Michelle, you want to go to lunch? No, I got to go take my walk. And everybody at work, all my nurses know, Oh, it's 12 o'clock. Enjoy your walk, Michelle, because they know that that's where I'm going to go because it has become a habit for me to do that. It helps me clear my, helps me clear my head from the morning patients to be able to have a clear brain to go back and start the afternoon with a whole new crop of patients and a whole new set of problems that I need to solve and be ready for. I get outside, um, I'm in nature, I'm walking, I'm building up some endorphins, I'm, you know, burning some calories and I'm set. Okay. So it becomes routine. So just don't worry about it at first. It's going to seem, you know, harder at first. And you're, yes, you're going to have to expend some mental energy, but after that it gets better. Okay. It gets better. All right. So exercising regularly gives you more energy. So we're going to talk a little bit about, I'm just going to touch on exercising here just a teeny bit. Okay. Actually, I think I'm not going to touch on it here because I'm going to go and talk about it later. So with habits come a regular daily routine. Another reason that healthy habits can improve your productivity and focus is because everything in your life becomes part of your routine, including your work and other tasks that you want to get done. The healthier habits you have, the healthier habits you have in your routine, the more it will become a habit you don't have to think about too much. This is the magic in your routine and what is going to make you struggle is to go through your to-do list and actually get more things done and not having the routine. Okay. If you don't have a routine, then it's easier to get off track and it's becomes like harder to get all those things done that you want to get done. So if you've got a routine, like, okay, I come in in the morning, I drink my coffee, I go through my schedule. And we talked about this as habit stacking last week, right? Remember, if you remember, you stack habits that go together. I have my cup of coffee. I open up my emails. I just, I do this. You're not going to go, I'm going to have my cup of coffee. I'm going to open up my emails. I'm going to start going through them. Okay. Well, I'm going to open up my journal and then start journaling. or I'm going to start reading that takes you completely off your routine. Okay. So if you have a habit of doing something every single day, it then becomes a routine. It then follows a flow. Okay. All right. Okay. So let me go back here too. So how, you know, one of the healthy habits that is wonderful for productivity is exercising on a regular basis because exercise helps boost your productivity by giving you more energy throughout the day, especially ladies, if you choose to work out earlier in the day. It can also be a, it can also be good at creating a schedule with more healthy habits during your day, which helps you to be more productive. So when you start to exercise, 
then you start having more energy. And when you've got more energy, you are more productive because you can probably work longer and you're not going to get as stressed or fatigued or, you know, mentally challenged if you put a little bit of this in. So see, like I said, you know, that's what I do for me when I'm at my regular nine to five practice job, I go for a walk at lunchtime because it gives me that clarity to have more energy and stamina to come back for the second half of the day. Okay. So another thing that you can do is you can add eating healthier to your list of healthy habits. Then it's going to lead to you being able to sleep better, which in turn is going to help you become more productive during the day. So eating healthier ladies, I know it can be a struggle, which is why you should just start making small changes to your nutrition gradually over time. Okay. Because when you eat healthier, it's going to set up your whole insulin clock. It's going to help you with your cortisol control. It's going to help you with your stress. And it's going to then help you be able to sleep better. And when you sleep better, you're going to be more productive. So if you start implementing some of these healthier habits, then they also are going to help you with your productivity. Okay. So you're actually doing killing two birds with one stone. Okay. So lastly here, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how to get back into exercise after taking a break. You know, I alluded to this into my, to my VIP newsletter list. And I was talking to them about how in 20, you know, in last year it was really crazy. And, um, you know, I just, I tried to exercise even, you know, my gym was closed for the entire year and I'm a person who likes to go to the gym because, you know, if I get dressed, I get in my car, I go to the gym, it's a place I can go to work out. There's no distractions. I have it on my mind. I know what I'm going to do. I go in, I get it done and I get out. Right. But the thought of having to switch to videos on YouTube and to getting all the equipment that I needed to bring into my house and everything, I did do it. And I tried to make an effort, but I just kind of didn't get there. And part of the reason I told myself is because, you know, in the previous year in 2019, I had really worked really hard and worked. That was my number one thing in 2019 was to get my body physically healthier with more muscle and with everything. So I hired a personal trainer in 2019 and I busted my ass for one year with this trainer going to the gym five out of the seven days doing everything that I could do. And I did, I accomplished a lot of, go- a lot of goals. I gained, you know, muscles. I lost a lot of weight. I became more confident in my body and all kinds of different things, but I pushed myself really hard. So then when 2020 came and, you know, we had the pandemic and the gyms were closed, I kind of just, you know, used that as an excuse. Okay. Enabler, enabling myself here, you know, I'll be honest that, oh, I pushed my body too hard in 2019. So I'll just take a little break in 2020. Well, 2020 is over and now we are into 2021. So I'm in this category of needing to get back to my routine. And you know, when you've been out of it for a while, honestly, like I've been out of it for like a year, like of that routine of exercising five days a week, going to the gym after I got off work and doing stuff like that. It's like, okay, it's hard to get back on the horse because you know, it just, it just, it just is. I don't know why, you know, it just is. Sometimes it's easier just to stay on the track of doing it and never really get off the course. But exercise seems easy when you're in a good flow. And I've been working out regularly, like I just said, for an extended period of time. But when you take a break, like we did with COVID, you know, like I just did, or you take a break, whether it's due to illness or it's because you have a hectic schedule or for whatever reason, you know, that you do take a break, I'm sure if you can all give me an amen, I hope you can give me an amen out there that it's hard to get back into it. Luckily, I've got some easy tips for you and for myself today to kind of talk about how to get back into this thing, because exercise is a big part of how we are going to, 
um, we are going to boost our productivity that we just talked about earlier. Okay. So number one is to take it slow and simple. Anytime that you're starting a new workout routine, okay, or you're getting back into one, whether it's something new form of exercise, or it's something that you've, you know, have been, you know, you've been away from a while, you should always take it slow to get back into it. This goes for everyone, whether you used to do three workouts a week or where you were a trained athlete, your body needs time to adjust and it needs time to get back into those regular workouts. Like I wouldn't go back to the gym today and start hitting the amount of weight that I was, you know, lifting weights, like the amount of weight that I was lifting when I was doing it in 2019. Okay. I got to start all over again. And that, trust me, that ain't looking too happy for me to do that. Okay. So start with lower impact workouts a few days a week, then gradually work your way up to longer workout, more intense ones, and then up to more days in the week. Okay. Also, another easy thing to do is to increase activity through NEAT. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. So another great option is to think of less of a scheduled workout and more about other forms of activities. This is where NEAT comes in. It's called non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So NEAT includes all those activities that require you to move any part of your body, but aren't considered exercise. So for example, walking from your living room to your kitchen isn't, isn't really considered going for a walk or really exercise, but it is still moving your body. So it's still considered in the NEAT category. The same thing goes for fidgeting, standing to cook, playing with your dogs, and so many of activities during your day. If you're not burning up a sweat, <coughs> excuse me, let me just take a little sip of my tea here. Okay. So if you're not burning up a sweat, you know, or you're not working at a pace where you're really driving your heart rate up, that's not really considered exercise, but it's considered neat. So just start off by doing that. And then here's the other thing too. If you're getting back into the swing of exercise all over again, you'll probably need more rest days than you might have when you were consistently working out. Okay. So embrace these days and give your body and your muscles the rest it needs. Okay. Be graceful with yourself. This is, this might mean, you know, that you need to rest three days and work out two days or, you know, whatever schedule fits best for you and for your body. Don't just jump right into working out six days a week because you are going to be sore and you are going to hate your life. Okay. So take it slow. So the last thing is that you should track your progress and you should set goals with anything that you do in your life. Okay. Set some goals to achieve and track your progress. Again, ladies, be realistic with your fitness goals and your health goals and with your life goals. Excuse me. Remembering that you haven't exercised in a while or that you maybe, you know, you're starting a new habit in your business or a new habit in your life. It takes time. All right. You need to give yourself space and grace in all categories of your life. And I think as busy business women and busy moms and, you know, busy, just doing it all type of women that we are. And I know you're that because I'm that. Okay. And if you listen to this podcast, you're probably one of those women doing it all. Okay. And I will give you a flat out, you know, Hey, high five and say, you're my type of woman because I want you on my side. I want you in my community. I want you to be doing all the things that I need help outside of what I can do. Just like you need me to show up in my business and, and help you with your health, or you come into my office and you need me to take care of you. You want me to be at the top of my game, right? You want me to be productive and you want me to have energy and you want me to be, you know, just cranking it out. Just like I want that for you. So it takes time. It takes patience to form new habits. It takes time to put in healthy habits and change old habits. It takes time to change our mindset from, you know, a grumpy one to a healthy one, whatever it is. 
but just know that you have to start somewhere because if you don't start somewhere, you are never going to get anywhere. That's just how it goes. And I love this thing. I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to a podcast episode today from Darren Hardy, and I really like him. And he said, you know, much of life is happens in the mundane and it's only small instances of punctuation that are the excitement in there. Okay. People get discouraged because things become mundane and the majority of what we do in our life, as well as in our health, I'm sorry to say is mundane. Drinking 32 ounces of water every day becomes mundane. All right. Exercising every day can become mundane, but those mundane things can lead to huge exclamation points here and there in our life. Like for me, when I was going last week, when I went on a hike with my daughters and I was able to carry my granddaughter up a hill on my shoulders, that was one of those exclamation points for me. That was saying, okay, all the work that you did back in 2019, even though you, you know, backslid in 2020, you still kept and maintained some form and some fitness in your body and that I was able to do that. So I was happy. Okay. I was proud of myself. That was the exclamation. So ladies, being healthy is mundane, but do it anyways, because the mundane is going to show you beautiful, beautiful punctuations of excitement and accomplishment at different points and different times when you are going to least expect it. Okay. So trust me. So get on board, stay healthy, start putting the fundamentals of things back in your life with one of them being exercise. Okay. The other one being sleeping better, getting enough fluids, eating better, and just de-stressing. Okay. And implementing more self-care and becoming more of your number one self-care advocate. That's what you need to do in 2021. Okay. You need to start taking charge of your healthcare life and you need to start shaping what it's going to look like in a healthier productive way. And you're going to start having to look at how is my health impacting my business? How is my health impacting my life? And quit thinking of it in separate terms because it's not, it's all one and the same. So I hope that you found something, you know, a little nugget or something that you could have taken from today's podcast, because we talked about, you know, going back to bad habits. We revisited some of the stuff that we talked about last week with mindset and habits. And this week we talked more about how we you know, and why we stay in bad habits or why we, you know, keep going back there. Then I talked to you a little bit about how to have healthy, you know, health, how your health boosts your productivity, because we tend to not think of our health as part of our bottom line, but think about it. Your health gives you the energy to be able to be productive. So therefore it's synonymous with your bottom line. You can't have one without the other. And then I talked to you a little bit. We ended with talking about one of those five foundational pieces of exercise and how to get back into it a little bit. If you backslid, you know, backslid that is, um, in 2020 and how you can move forward in that just a little bit. Okay. So I hope that you enjoyed this again. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to talk to you next week because I want to keep talking to you about these five fundamental pieces because you have to build good health on good foundations. And these are the foundational pieces, you know, like Two episodes ago, we talked about thyroid health. Well, if you don't have good eating habits and you don't have good sleep habits and you don't have good stress control habits, then your thyroid is going to be in a lot of trouble. Whether you have a thyroid condition or you don't, you will end up having a thyroid condition somewhere down the road if you don't get some of these fundamental pieces in place and start working on them now. 
Okay. And if you have a thyroid issue, then these fundamental pieces are more important to you than ever. You know, and those are the things that you need to start working on as well as take your medication. If you're on medication, okay. Lifestyle changes are a huge part of any disease entity. I can't stress that enough. So I'm going to keep talking to you about it. I'm going to keep revisiting these fundamentals as we talk about other areas of our health. And as we talk about hormonal imbalances, because, you know, getting enough sleep, being productive, you know, you have to have good hormonal balance to be productive and you need to have you know, sleep, good food, good nutrition, good exercise, good stress control to keep those hormones in check. So see, everything goes together. Everything weaves together and it keeps coming back to each on, on each other. We keep talking about the same things because they keep on multiplying and adding up onto one another, 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 but that's how we make change. And that's how we move the needle on our health forward is by keep on working on these fundamentals and on our self-care and becoming our number one self-care advocate. So please do me a great favor, head on over to iTunes, leave us a rating and review. Come on over and join us in the Facebook group at Well Woman Network 360. Would love to have you there. I'm also going to tack on a freebie here again. I'm going to give you the 21 healthy habits that you can work on. It's a great little um, guide that you can just um, sign up for and download. It's really fun um, and it's catchy. And there's some easy 20 and there are 21 habits of things that you can change and healthy things that you can start putting into your life that are really, really easy. So just visit the podcast page for this episode at wellwomannetwork.com forward slash. Um, I believe this is going to be healthy habits to boost productivity and you can just go to the page and it will be on there. All right. Thank you so much. Please leave us a rating review and until next week, ladies, love you from the bottom of my heart and I'll talk to you then and bye for now. The information including, but not limited to. Text, graphics, images, and other material contained on the main Well Woman Network website, in Well Woman Network blog post, on the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle podcast, and any other Well Woman Network health educational resources are for educational purposes only. The purpose of Well Woman Network's educational resources is to promote broad consumer understanding and knowledge of various women's health topics. It is not intended to, to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your personal physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard or read on any of our platforms.